Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Ein Woman. We only have special guests. We talked to Augusto today. He is from Brazil, but he is in England. And when we are recording this, it's actually snowing in England. Welcome, Augusto. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You. Who is Augusto who's going to join us here? Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm, I think you said I'm in snowy UK in April. Weird, being from Brazil too. What can I say about me? I'll pick up where we've met. I think we've met 12 years ago in Nepal, mm-hmm. in our conference on the Prishti Vinkri. I can start by saying that, yeah, I, my work, it's always been in, in facilitating and, and coaching, especially group coaching for complex situations. And my facilitation is always connected a lot with participatory work. When people have to decide things together, which usually merges with the idea of being a complex thing. So you have to talk to others in order to solve it. I've been working since that time and before, but on that, using using processes like appreciative inquiry and others to tackle those issues. I was just out of my master's in sustainability at the time. It was mm-hmm. two years after that when I went to Nepal. And that was one of the topics that I like, uh, sustainable development at the time, a way of applying this, yeah. creating spaces for conversations and complexity. So I think this is this is me in the work. Yeah. Uh, and apart from that, I'm just I'm on, on lockdown and with my family, my wife, two kids mm-hmm. in the UK. And when I think of you, like, so we met in 2009, I've been following you since then. I think of change, speaker, possibilities, conversation, and finding solutions. It's always has been in that space. And you also said the school is important. Tell us a little bit about how do you, you live in a school, you work in a school. What is that? I think it's, it's a good, I like the, the choices of words. I think there's something about change and conversations, let's say, that I think is really important, like creating space for conversation and that's generating change. That connects to the school. I'm here in the school. I'm in a school called Summerhill. That's the oldest democratic free school in the world. All the free schools and democratic schools that you probably heard about, they were all inspired by this school, by Summerhill. This school is turning 100 years old. It's open since 1921. And they put it here since 1921 and still ahead of its time. It's still considered radical and different because here is a place where the kids make the rules together with adults but they have the same vote rights as adults do Uh, they only go to lessons if they want to they're free to choose if they join or not and it's been like that for a hundred years and there's school meetings twice a week where people decide how the community will be run and taking that is 70 kids and about 15 staff 15 adults it's mostly run by the kids. I think this is also, it's, the space here shows also this idea of like it's through conversation that we, and the kids learn how to sew, to propose. To, like when I go to, I work with 
companies and organizations and people have difficulties and because they've been taught differently when they were kids in schools, they have differences and difficulties in speaking up and finding a place that we can, they can propose. Mm-hmm. Uh, they usually mm-hmm. given creativity that it's it's considered where did the creative creativity go and sometimes it was kind of crushed by by schooling. I think our choice and for our kids who are now here is to create a space where they can start making choices, they can learn to propose and change things within the community by conversation, by the meetings, by proposing things. So I'm very curious then the kids, what are the ages of the kids and how do you teach them to negotiate and speak up? It feels to me that you're teaching them real life skills because sometimes you are mm. in school and you and what I hate is memorizing. You memorize mm. for one test and then two weeks later, you don't know anything about the subject anymore. But if you yeah. know how to negotiate or to speak up, I think that's much more valuable for life. Well, I think that's true now, Suzanne, as it was in the past. So imagine a mm. hundred years. We yeah. went through many, many changes in a hundred yeah. years from strict parents to loose parents to mm. anyway. And, and the idea here is that is the kids central idea is that people can the kids can live their lives a little bit they can play mm-hmm. they can do things they don't have to be sun soon rushed into the stuff that they have to do mm-hmm. but as you were saying i think the focus now if you look at the moment is we we need some skills mm-hmm. that might require memorizing some things it, it might be useful still be mm-hmm. useful memorizing some stuff but most of the things it's not about memorizing anymore they can find anywhere i can use my device here with my device i can you ask me a question i'll ask alexa and mm-hmm. then that's gonna <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna get an answer for that most simple things or mm-hmm. direct. but it's the complexity of dealing with other people that is the issue right now mm-hmm. it's probably it's always been but definitely now mm-hmm. is what people need to to learn is how to express themselves and then how to negotiate with others how to understand how the process works they could they can propose if, if they want to do something but they don't know if that's possible or not they can propose a law or they can propose that the community creates mm-hmm. a, a space so they can do it what they can do yeah. they can bring up other people and say oh bring up Suzanne because she got my bike without my permission instead of fighting you I'm mm-hmm. going to use the community as our conversational space we can say well Suzanne I didn't like that you got my bike and then the community will speak also knowing that you got my bike without my permission and probably just say yeah we want to remind that it's not a good idea to get someone else's bike without mm-hmm. their permission but eventually if that keeps happening it might generate other things to whoever's taking up the bike but i think this process of ownership of your own decision making mm-hmm. and knowing how things i think that's it is as you said a really powerful life skill mm-hmm. and the top and you still have lessons you can go to lessons mm-hmm. and some people will go more to one lesson than the other they will prefer mm-hmm. english than art they will prefer yeah, yeah. other things but but yeah so it's just it's learning things but also there's learning how to to interact and deal that yeah. is i think it's essential it's kind of missing in yeah. most schools yeah what is the age of the kids so obviously at oh, one point it. they need to learn how to read and the math you can learn it playfully but how does that work so they usually start coming here this is a boarding school that's also something that imagine it was a hundred years ago is that still the case in the UK that there are some boarding schools but it also generates a sense of community they stay mm-hmm. here two thirds of the month, of the year and for eight months they're here mm-hmm. and for four months they're home 
and home can be in the UK, but we have people from, from all over Europe, we have people from Asia, loads of Japanese, Chinese, Korea, probably not happy with the schooling system in Asia. So they're here as well. Yeah. There's some peculiarities in the schooling system in Asia. They start here from, so the school is open from five, but usually like five, mm. six, seven, yeah. they are day kids. They got, they stay here from, from nine to five, something like that, just good day. And eventually they decide by themselves when they want to, there's a lot of action after lessons. So mm. Lessons is part of it. But after lessons, they the games and then they play, they live together, live in the same place. So eventually, the kids themselves want to stay because their social life is happening after five and after they leave if they come for the day. So that's it. And then the other part, and then it goes up to when they, before they go to college, which is usually 16, 17. And then they, they go to college. They can go to college if they want to. And some people would, would do other things, a gap year or apprenticeship. Mm. Or I would say, unfortunately, going to college is usually the only way now. But it, like in the past, people go, if they, they could become a carpenter, if they wanted yeah, to, they yeah. could stay out for a year. I think this is less common now. And you asked about how the, the reading and writing. Yeah, I think there's some things in the community, to live in a community that you have to have numeracy and literacy. Like you mm -hmm, have to mm -hmm. know how to write basic mm -hmm, stuff and read mm -hmm. some stuff. And numeracy also because they deal with their own money. Every week they receive a little bit of money, like a pocket money okay. that they have to deal with it. They need to learn at least the basic count the, yeah. the coins and swap the coins and buy sweets or whatever they want to buy. There's a little bit of that. And also on the more, apart from the very basic, that they need to. My sense in, in this environment is you can also be you can also be truth or speak freely to the kids and say, you need this for your life. Yeah. There's so many things you won't need that we've learned, probably we both learned, and people yeah. listening to us, they learn in school. So many things we won't need. And if we actually need to know the biology of beans, we can Google it. And yeah. then we can ask people who really love biology to explain it to us, and we'll probably get it to a certain level. But there's some things that we write, especially here, English and whatever the language is in the place. To, to write well and to, to read well and to be able mm -hmm. to be independent reader. Mm -hmm. not someone reading for you but you can read whatever you want like freedom in some yeah. so many ways and also mathematics like numeracy we, call, mm -hmm. we don't even call mathematics but numeracy like I, i'm good enough i'm well with numbers i can deal with numbers i understand the basics of what it means mm -hmm. and eventually i can study mathematics if that makes if yeah. that's something that i like i think it's more being i remember this conversation with a 13 year old that didn't really write well uh, when i was here last time uh, and so he wanted he wanted to become policeman to become a policeman, you still need to be, you still need to know English pretty well. You're going to yeah. be a policeman in the UK. You need to know English to yeah. get to police academy. And you need to know mathematics, basic stuff. You also need to know other things. Don't think that like being a policeman is what you see in the movies or <laughs> there's so much to know. You can do this. And then when you go to college, you also need to, you need tests. You need, they call here the GCSEs, mm -hmm. the secondary tests. You need to do them to get to college. We also tell them if you want to, go to college, then you need X, Y, Z, GCSEs. You might as well start preparing. And the person, the kid takes the responsibility of, of deciding what he or she wants. And I'm aware that some people are better at doing this than others. Yeah. That's yeah. also true. Yeah. Being kids or adults, it's all true. It's the same. Uh, but we, we just, like the staff is, I'm not working at the school at the moment. Yeah, just my wife and mm -hmm. kids are here. But I did work last time we were here. And I think it's, the job is, let the person live their lives and then approaching and giving possibilities. The person can, mm -hmm. or the kid can find its way, his way or her way into mm -hmm. what is, what calls them to do. Knowing that some things are 
not everything's fun. Not everything will be nice and easy. Quite the opposite. The things they really want to do, eventually you get to a point where, you know, I have to read this and this is horrible. And then, yeah, sometimes that's yeah. that's just the way it is. But then to get to this level of understanding is not a 10-year-old. You're not going to say a 10-year-old, stop climbing trees, come inside the classroom. We're going to teach. It doesn't work. So we just let them play and then just bring. So I think it's, it's a way of looking at a bit of education, but also about child hearing, like just mm-hmm. let kids be kids. They don't have time to play anymore. If you go to a school, they have like 15 minutes breaks. They're not allowed to run. We're going to tell a 10-year-old they're not allowed to run. They've been sitting for three hours. You give them 15 minutes of break and they cannot run. Like, <laughs> what kind of like, this is, no wonder they're kind of like stressed and hyper and all that. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's a, a way of looking at it. And do those kids have smartphones? Now we talk about real world, right? I know in the US, sometimes I've heard that kids have to leave the smartphones outside of the school. They cannot use them because they think they would cheat or how mm. is that in your world? Yes, I think that's a, that's a big, I think it's a big issue. And I wouldn't say so much about cheating because the yeah. thing is you don't need to go to lessons so there's nothing to cheat like okay. if you don't need to go there's nothing to cheat. Yeah. You, you can do you're going to do the government if you're doing gcse's this you're going to do this and there's no way to cheat on that because that on that national test you cannot have the, whatever it's it's allowed definitely a smartphone's not allowed you're not going to be able to, to look at it but it's also something about technology that is you can consider a teacher Cheating, but you can also consider support. Depending on if you're learning, you can use a mobile phone for learning as much as any other tool. There's this side of, but there's something about also about about screening and gaming and mm-hmm. uh, imagine that they live here, so they do yes. everything. They go, they teach, but they also play and they also game and they also. And I think that's a really cha- a real challenge because like uh, this is a billion euro billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. They generate these games that you get hooked. Like if you ever got hooked into a Netflix, like if all the, like you you binge in Netflix and got hooked into the yeah. this is really well made. It's not they don't finish the last five minutes is not about the episode, it's about how am I gonna yeah. connect you to the next episode that will come. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And people say that's true for social media as well. How much are they choosing? How much am I really choosing? connect my Netflix mm-hmm. or it's something that is like really uh, well prepared and people are using a lot of money and behavior science to make mm-hmm. that work. If I connect, I see three episodes when I said I was going to see the only one, imagine kids and how can we deal with that? What happens here in the school is that they can only use screens after I think three or 4 p.m. And that's a lot of the school. There's a period of time that they cannot use screens and that includes anything from computers to smartphones. They can have the smartphones, but they cannot use it. They can listen to music, but they cannot use it for games Whatever or gaming social media. Or But music's fine. Yeah. Obviously, 100 years ago, there was no mobile phones, mm-hmm. let alone smartphones. But the school is adapting, but it is a challenge. Mm-hmm. This is really cool. Thank you so much. Good luck and hope our paths will cross again. You're welcome. Thank okay. you for having me so nice to reconnect after so many years and learning about the school a hundred years adapting to today's time take it from the iron woman we have episodes every monday every wednesday chime in follow us on your preferred platform don't miss out there's something for everybody what will you be taking away from this talk Take It From The Iron Woman is also a book. You can order it on Amazon. It's about global business coaching with sports parallels. 